Uh, what? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I'm just being brought right now. Oh. Do, 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 do. Hello. Hello. Oh, I didn't realize we're live. Hi. <laughs> like literally just turned on. I I am uh, so excited to see y'all today. Uh, I really like playing with you. You're good people. <laughs> Likewise, sweetie. So. You're good peoples. You're all good peoples. You're peoples that make us happy. Hello. I feel and like well met people owe the dice. I am Rurik, hanging out with Jason, Larissa, and Jess. And you're listening to Probability of Demise. We're a group of storytellers. We play nerdy game. A nerdy game. We play nerdy game. We probably, we, we, yeah. We play multiple nerdy games. We play nerds. (laughs) We are nerds who play games. How's that? Danke. Uh, Well, except for Larissa and Jess, who are not nerds at all. They're super nerds. Uh, oh, 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 I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I, I'm only like quasi capable of being awesomely nerdy. <clears throat> Rurik. Uh, shh, shh, shh. How many D&D books do you own? <laughs> it's not the number of D&D books. It's the number of different TTRPG books. I know, okay, it's, that... en- I know it's enough to fill like 10 uh, priority mailboxes. <laughs> And then sit in my uh, apartment for two months when you move across the country. I'm just saying. Yeah, See, details, details. Yeah. I don't know how many books that is, but. We're a group of ner- nerdy storytellers. <laughs> Using chance in our imagination, spread rules and structures to Atlan, a world of our own making. Atlan exists on a version of Earth thousands of years in the future, a planet left vulnerable by science and infected with magic. This is a world far different from the one you know today. Continents have shifted, cities have arisen, and new creatures and peoples of varied origin dot the wondrous landscapes. Thank you for joining us as we explore it together. Don't do it. Okay, we did. We're awesome peoples. Today. <laughs> Monkeys. But Today. Trixie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before mm-hmm. we introduce ourselves individually... Would you like to play a game of getting extra inspiration? Mm-mm. <laughs> Great. I am so excited that you said yes. <laughs> now that you've said yes, for a D4 inspiration. <laughs> what do you call the most basic move that you were too sick last time to be able to answer? You that got this. monks can do as a bonus action. Flurry of blows. Yes. Not the flurry furry. No, fists of fury is what I said last time. It was great. It's y'all's fault because you keep calling me that. It's, you know, there's nicknames and titles for your character, and then there's what your character can do. Uh, great. So now that we're into this and you've got your first D4 in hand, are you willing to go for the D6? Sure. Do it. All right. You chose the way of mercy mm-hmm. as your monastic traditions. Now we're getting into the details of who you are. Mm-hmm. With that came a mask. Do you recall what mask you chose way back when? Mm. Mask. No. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't the question, but that mask has a name, which just makes me worried right now. <laughs> Maybe this should have been the D10 question, <laughs> but I was going for the basics. Mm -hmm. You understand the basics was a year ago? Oh, that is true. I am kind of evil this way. So let me just shift it. I'll flip. I'll flip something. Okay. Uh, in the way of mercy, you have a touch that can yes. do something the opposite of damage. What is that called? Hand of healing. Beautiful. Now you have a D6. D8. Are you ready? Sure. There is the furry flurry, as we've called it, but there's also a flurry of something and something. What is that for your D8, if you would something like to choose to something? keep going for this? Flurry of something and something. Yeah, you, you, you got this fairly recently. It kind of upped the ante on your... I mean, it. I feel like it's harm and healing, but I don't know if that's yes. the case. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Flurry of healing and harm, which changed you from being just, you know, you could use your flurry of blows, but replace each unarmed strike with a use of your hand of healing that didn't cost you the key points for the healing. Kind of leveled you up in a crazy ridiculousness. This is the D10. Are you willing to go for the D10? Nope. <laughs> I'm taking the deal. <laughs> All right, that's fine. <laughs> I kind of thought that like somebody else would be like googling for you really quickly what the other one was, and and but yeah, that's a lot to do. Uh, the uh, even... if you're wondering why I'm typing, I'm not googling. I'm writing haikus. That's why. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The D12 was going to be um, uh, the 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 tongue of sun and moon. Oh, got that it. Was, yeah. That was going to be the next one. Would not and have then, remembered the name of it. Yeah. And then the, the D20 one that I was going to have you do was um, a future one that you haven't had access to yet. Oh. But spending four key points, you can do this and then something happens. I don't think do that far ahead, Rick. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well. The answer is no. Yeah. She cannot. We have here your beautiful selves. Um, Together today. We might almost say that we are at our perfect selves. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves and your character if you wouldn't be so uninclined. Dis disinclined? <laughs> if you would un-disinclined. Hello. <laughs> My name is Jason. And I am an actor. I'm not. I, you are uh, an actor. <laughs> no, my name Dude, is Jason. how many I shows am, have you done? Um, community theater, does it even count? Yes. Mm -hmm. High school. It counts. Um, community theater, college, and yeah, high school. I did do some college, yeah. Um, a little bit of Broadway, but not much. No, just kidding. Um, no, I'm Jason. I play Asher. Um, Asher is a former resident and doer of odd jobs at an Overton Tavern who uh, became a world famous poet and um, now he is adventuring with his friends in the Timeless Trio 
and he has like scruffy dark hair and he wears like a bowler hat and a red travel suit and yeah he just wants to explore things and not do paperwork yeah <laughs> important goals in life mm-hmm. jess why don't you introduce Tansen? hello i'm jessica i will be playing tanzanite who is a uh elven cleric who is slowly but surely getting rid of her classism and starting to understand the way of the fuller people i and, have a quick uh, question that i needed to polite. ask you last time um, because we were kind of rushed for time i didn't get to ask you this but you did bond with the folk as you were helping them put out the fire and I felt like there had to be something that you picked up from them that is now like a habit you've picked up from those commoners. It could be a slang term. It could be something else. But like, what would Tanzanite have, in the heat of those moments, picked up and, and it would become a bond between her and folk of the world? Tanzanite vapes now. I don't know why this was the first thing to pop in my head, but we'll go with it. Like like a handshake like a great job guys handshake <laughs> oh you mean not like a no not like a <laughs> Jess and I came up with our friendship handshake yesterday <laughs> oh boy that's fun sad I missed that <laughs> it is you just you it, it, it loses its effect without being able to see the bottom half of the body unfortunately <laughs> but yeah definitely like some sort of a you know, like, as the fire's been put out, and I'm just being like, you were very wonderful. They go to, like, do a handshake, and I'm like, you know, and, and then they teach it to me. Okay, awesome. I love that. I love that. Uh, Trixie. Yeah. Uh, Larissa as Trixie. Uh, my name is Larissa. I play Trixie. She is a anthropomorphic red squirrel uh, and a Come monk. So uh, she flies in, hits really hard, and somersaults back out. So, all right. So, welcome everybody. We are here to play and have a great, a great time, a great time. And what a wonderful moment for me to hit this button. The- Oh no. Did it work? I have a feeling that the uh, the quiz music was playing at the same time. I didn't hear it until right now. You know, I don't even know what happened with that one. <laughs> I'm not sure, actually. I didn't hear it. I feel like I would have heard it, but maybe not. I don't know. Well, we have a 30 second delay. So I, I put that in because in case of other accidents like happened yesterday where somebody's audio may have been like not what they want. I, I'm trying to protect us a little bit, give us a little bit of a cushion in case, you know, we have a private conversation and forget to mute ourselves. Um, not that we would do that, 
but just protectionism. My social security number is I mean, it's 30 seconds. I don't think that's quite enough time for me. To... <laughs> I tease, I tease. Okay, so I will remember to turn that off in the future before I hit the other button. But we are back on schedule with Jess. No, announcements. Wow, I can't word. Do we have any announcements? I mean, yes. Stonewall Corral is performing Craig Hella Johnson's uh, Considering Matthew Shepard Oratorio uh, on March 25th, which is a Saturday at Church of the Holy Apostles on 9th Avenue and 28th Street in New York City. Uh, if you're interested in attending, you can buy tickets at stonewallcorral.org forward slash buy dash tickets. Uh, if you can't attend, but you want to support us, you can also donate through that very same website. Beautiful. And we have merch. Merch, we merch, merch. merch. I'm not wearing any today, but um, we have merch. t-shirts and mugs and all of the things with our little logo, which you can see, I think, would be up here, I think. Merch. I'm always like, I always forget because I'm reversed, so I want to point this way, but I think it's this way. Yeah. yeah. Right. hoodie. I tried to turn around and show my hoodie and went the wrong direction. It is yeah. very cozy. I, their hoodies are terrible. Like they have lower quality ones, but you can get some nice ones from them. I was impressed. Uh, yeah. And does anybody else have any other? Someday last? maybe we'll get a Red Bubble store instead. That might be fun. That'd be really cool. Anybody else have any last announcements? Beautiful. So then we are on the word of the jazz. I mean day. Word of the day. Word of the day. Yeah, doing octaves. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so the word of the day is quixotic, which Ooh. is uh, a adjective meaning uh, extravagantly uh, chivalrous, romantic. Impractical, uh, yes. So, just a big boisterous. Where did y'all go? There you are. <laughs> I totally will need you all to remind me when you say that because this is a quixotic podcast. So. <laughs> Weird. Um, all right, my you're whole, the DM. You can't get inspiration. My whole life is just tilting at windmills. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny welcome 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 all right we are now on the role for the commercial which is what we're doing until somebody out there decides to sponsor us which might actually require that we increase our viewership which campaign to andy we're gonna need you to get 4700 more accounts <laughs> and just as many devices so you can run them all <laughs> with different IP addresses and internet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. We do not artificially inflate our numbers. We are. Okay. I think, along. I think I'd, if anybody admit, ever stumbles upon this, they'll know we don't artificially inflate our number. I'll admit like the first few times I, I would like log in on it on my phone or on a different device and like stream it to bump it up to one more viewer. And then I realized that there was really no point in that. <laughs> 
Uh, unless I bought 4,700 more devices. <laughs> Ouch. That would be a lot. Uh, okay. Well, that I got distracted, but we are on to our role for commercial. Um, the high roller gets to both choose between reading and choosing a topic as well as rolling a D4, which the D4 determines which of us is reading. Now, I'm out of order here, so I'm flopping some faces around. Hey. Hopefully I'm doing that correctly. Did yes. I flop correctly? Oh, yeah. You did. Okay. You're right. So Jason will be the one on the D4. I would be the get the three, and Larissa would get the four. But first, we roll to see who gets to be the lowest of the low and who gets to be the highest of the high. Aha! I rolled a five. I rolled I didn't a seven. roll yet. Ooh. 13. Ooh. Sorry. Damn. I rolled a six. <laughs> Dang. So, Jess, you rolled the high. So, you choose topic or uh, reader. Topic. Okay. And, and just before you say the topic, uh -huh. Jason rolled the low. So I think, <laughs> Jason, you're the, the reader, right? Yes. And that means whoever the, the D4 that Jess is about to roll is going to determine who's the writer. Yes. So do you want to tell the topic before you choose the writer, or do you want to figure out who the writer is going to be before you choose the topic? No, I want to do the topic first. Okay. And the topic is going to be. Um, an ad for, um, a new, uh, concert coming to town. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Like a postery or a or a if radio was a thing a radio ad kind of a thing of like so this is like an in world concert. yeah like you know like the jonas brothers one night only in the bar <laughs> so that, in this that world. sounds like a fun topic for the writer because they can like make up a band or or an orchestra or, or a, a comedian oh, whatever you want like any type of mass entertainment any, yeah Live mass entertainment. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's really exciting. That gives a lot of uh, space for the. Cool. So go ahead and roll that d4, and we'll find out who's doing the writing. Oh, catchies. A four. Ah. Oh, this is right in your wheelhouse, Larissa. You, you definitely are like you, a you. Whole, whole live performance. You sound disappointed, maniac. Jason. Yeah, I just didn't want to walk dogs. That's all. Larissa <laughs> <laughs> oh, wasn't home all day yesterday, so she owed me a full day of dog walks, and I, now I have a dog walk on my day off. So oh. that's all right. Boo. Well, Boo. I mean, I guess <laughs> you and Larissa could negotiate writing if you need to. I, I don't know. I, I leave those interpersonal things to the interpersonal peoples. Okay, and now we are on the roll for recap, which is probably the only thing that's legit in this whole process of us opening up. Because um, everything else is just getting warmed up for our session. <sighs> Monkeys' arses. 
12. Um, <laughs> Rick doesn't have a happy face on. 17 for me. Oh, congratulations, Jess. You did so well. I rolled a seven. <laughs> what do you do, roll, Jason? Seven. Oh, you do so good today. <laughs> did you roll a one, Rick? You know who is also an actor? <laughs> Larissa? 14. Yeah, you're all beautiful people. <laughs> Couldn't one of you had rolled a one? I, I needed one person to roll a one. I had rolled a two. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, they could have also rolled a two, and then you could have rolled rolled. Oh, that's true. And of course, I would have won that one because I just the dice love me that much today. Uh, and <laughs> last time we were together. Asher had just run off frustrated and consumed with feelings around Tanzanite's refusal or just blocking of him seeking to bring back members of the team that he had put in place to kind of observe and help protect the realm. As he marched off to Nee's tower as a, as a focus for venting the frustrations that he was feeling, Tanzanite quite quickly asked that some messages be sent and then followed after, um, seeking to resolve possibly or infuriate the situation. I'm making up whatever was going to happen because it never got to resolve in any way. Trixie, left to her own devices and locked inside of the pumpkin uh, cottage, was then beset upon by small little spiders with the symbolism of Tanzanite's mother's religious order. Uttering a... Like, after getting trapped within... The one altar to Tanzanite that currently exists, Larissa was able to connect with Tanzanite in this moment and offer up a prayer to her friend. And magical rules being what they are, Tanzanite heard the prayer and used that as momentum to change her trajectory after sending a quick message to Asher, apprising him of the situation. Asher, who had just finished climbing the top of the tower and dealing with a hot mess of a wizard knee, provided a brief retort and then dimension doored himself ahead of Tanzanite, <laughs> rushed down the hill and sought to assist Trixie, who meanwhile had managed to drag the one uh, um, recovering or semi-conscious individual underneath into the altar area below the cottage with herself uh, as the spiders continued to um, be spiders and go everywhere. <laughs> then not too terribly soon after that, Asher busts open the door with a, after a bit of magic flying over his shoulder from Tanzanite's uh, guiding bolt 
appraised the situation and decided incendiary moments were more appropriate ways of handling this mess and lit the cottage on fire with the coolest firebolt ever created. It was a it was a house full of spiders. What was I supposed to do? And a house full of spiders and a Trixie. And yeah, you were created the, bottom, right? the title for this session. You didn't know that. The I did know that. The title for this session being one hot mess or a hot mess or whatever it is. I forgot. I, don't know if I you... yelled for you and then you answered that you were in the basement and I told you to get on the floor oh. and then I shot a fireball in the house. Okay. That's right. Oh. You're right. Got it. So from fire to one hot mess, eventually through various shenanigans, Tanzanite playing with her decanter of water, recruiting and becoming a little bit chummy with the locals. Uh, to handle some of the outspray of additional fires, Trixie hanging out <laughs> beneath a, you know, there's there's fire damage all around. It was awesome. Asher got blown back a bit, but then raced forward to throw some more fire around, you know, of a smaller varietal. Actually entrapped a giant form of these spiders within a box. <clears throat> kind of one of the coolest moments so far for me as it. As it as a GM, sorry, <laughs> Siri wanted to share. It just was this fun, chaotic mix. Uh, Tanzanite raced in to be a fire rescue hero. Trixie was there. They both were kind of collaborated and, and again, more hot mess teleportation stuff. Got out of the building. And then the three of them with fire still burning around the, villa, the, the, the neighborhood kind of coming down around them. They went to deal with this last spider. And as the fire's kind of cooling off and all this, this just big, huge mess is coming to a little bit of temporary resolution. The three of you stand over a corpse of a spider because when we last were here, you had finally smushed it for good. And... In this space and in this moment, some small fires still burning around. What's everybody up to? I'm learning handshakes. Uh, I don't know. Um, okay if you don't know. I will... Uh, Being distracted by this. Yes, the adorableness is there. Um, Sorry, Willow's trying to take her toy and Buppy's like whining to me about, hang on. Take your time. <laughs> Trixie. Um, I will kind of take stock and figure out uh, where I'm at in terms of, you know, singed fur. Yeah, and last time you had mentioned that you thought you were going to be covered in goo, but instead you're covered in a definite need for a re-grooming situation to occur. A little singed, a little scalded, a little bit of dried goop. Just scotch. So uh, is that what you're kind of dealing with right away is just kind of like brushing out the fur? Yeah. Because yeah. you know if that stuff dries too much and if those singed spots kind of like coil, they'll just be worse. Yeah. Well, if anything, I'm using, you know, whatever I am covered in to kind of comb the hair to cover any bald spots at the moment. Kind of like a... <laughs> patchy toupee job Let's anywhere just, that is necessary <laughs> I would just love to see a performance oh, check come on. Okay. to see how good you are at kind of like 
handling what damage there is. Like this is this is like kind of like a makeup a check in a lot of performance, ways. a makeup check performance. Uh, that is an eighteen. Nope, I lied. Mm. Seventeen. Sorry. Nope, it is a sixteen. Okay, sorry. Eighteen. I thought it okay. Was, it reflected weird. Think about because you you like I don't think anybody in on this call right now or on this in this session right now doesn't have a background that had theater and putting on makeup their own makeup. <laughs> and if you think about the course of your career on a scale of one to 30, 30 being something you've never really achieved in terms of awesome makeup and one being whatever you did made it so much worse. You just rolled this 18. This is like high quality stuff. 10 is like an average actor would, would do. Who's not like great, not maybe professionally trained in makeup artistry. Community what do you look like? Um, so, Instead of it just looking like like a really bad like toupee job, uh, I managed to put like finger waves in the spots that are like that I'm using my fur to cover the bald spots. Um, and I do some extra spots so that it is almost like a pattern it's in a pattern over my body so that it's, it's less sporadic and looks more intentional. Nice. Yeah. So it's kind of like you, you are able to. Um, Polka dot finger waves. Create that the, <laughs> the wave or what well, not, but it's like it complements both your facial structure and features, your bone structure. And it's, and instead of becoming something that ruins your look, become something that highlights your unique tricksy personality and style. Right. Awesome. So beautiful. Um, Tanzanite's learning a, a hand jive move thing. I'm a bob. Hand I don't jive. really know what to call it. Um, I'm thinking grease lightning. <laughs> um, I like it. Picasso, uh, the, I like the it. The fire is being handled by the locals. And, and Asher, what are you up to? I'm going to help the locals with the fire, whatever they're doing, because uh, I set that fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you get a little bit of side eye, but uh, go ahead and roll. God, having you do this again. I need you to do some sort of diplomacy check, and I want you to decide, are you deceiving them into believing it wasn't really your fault that the fire happened, or are you just like kind of like, I feel like Asher's a lot of things. He's not, he's not a liar. Okay. So like, how are you helping these people? Um, I'm like just explaining to them profusely how sorry I am and how the house was full of magic spiders that were trying to kill everyone. And I had to blow it up. Okay. So wh what would you think you would be rolling for this? Cause I, I think I can leave it to you then. Persuasion, I guess. Okay, great. Go ahead and roll a persuasion. Like it's my check. fault, but it's not my fault. <laughs> I did it, but you have to understand why. 29. I did this to you, but it was for the own good. 29. 29? Wow. Yeah. Even the people who are disgruntled can see your genuine uh, remorse over what had occurred and are able to, because you are so eloquent, 
are able to even understand that what you did just made the most sense. And they all jokingly come up with a title for you. But it is a title that isn't meant to be super negative. And, and you, every once in a while you hear someone say something along the lines of, oh, uh, Asher, the poet who sets homes ablaze with a flick of his pen. <laughs> and you kind of get the sense that while you are understood and forgiven, there is still a bit of upset, but not deep upset that you've kind of engendered in this space. And there's a chance that that title may follow you. Uh, so just disappointed. They're not angry. They're not angry. They're not a mob. And as you're kind of like all getting yourselves together and Tanzanite, you're, you're, learning people's names because now that you've learned how to do this handshake correctly, they have engaged in uh, a whole introduction. <laughs> You're going dark over there. It got really dark. The sun went out. That's why I'm like, what source of light? Oh, wait, I forgot my overhead light. It's a little better. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Uh, so yeah, you, you're, you're all in this space and, um, you hear the rolling of wagon wheels as fire response finally arrives. And pulled by two very large individuals, burly individuals, come two um, uh, gilded wagons covered in a, a brand that you are all very well aware of. Grands Brands Fire Services. And sitting atop one of the wagons with a large barrel opened up and just flinging it around wildly is Grand himself. What? Apparently, in being here in this space and place, Grand has taken it into public service as well. And Grands Brands is all about helping out the small people of the play, of the of the Overton community at this point. Hey Grand. Oh, Tanzanite, my darling, darling, where are your Oh, look, I created something based on your superb and well-renowned little bag there. And as he kind of gestures towards your um, decanter of water, you realize that he's indicating the barrels as decanters of water somehow. Uh, I commissioned uh, a knee to work on this, but uh, he seems to have hit a hiccup. <clears throat> we can talk later. I'm sure you have so many wonderful things to share. Were you responsible for putting out this unfortunate occurrence? I... I really do need to see what we can do about these issues. Uh, well, uh, us and, and I kind of gesture to everyone around. Is there a hose on this on this truck? Um, there are tubes and stuff 
like what are, what are you trying to understand? I'm trying to figure out if I can understand how it works. So uh, I can just... Roll an intelligence check. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm going to do something no, while you're, you're talking. You're good. Uh, oh, shit. Nah, I got uh, seven. Um, with a seven, you you do think that there's probably more to this than you can see. But it kind of looks like the wagons that would bring up whiskey barrels and beer barrels and other things to the tavern, okay. at least from the outside. I'm just going to go over and like start trying to like unwrap the hose and stuff like her help the, the crew of it. Like as, as she's explaining what happened. I want to okay. Help. Yeah. So as that conversation is going on and you're, you're interacting with this, engaging with this, um, go ahead and just uh, know that on your next role with regard to that, because you are spending time working with the folks there and they are willing to work with you. You will have advantage on a check with that. But for right now, Tanzanite Trixie, are you, Tanzanite, you were engaging with Brand, Trixie. Yeah, You're just talking to him. Fur is looking much more gorgeous. Oh. There is something I wanted to do once, you know, things calm down. Okay. Um, yeah. Things um, are under control with Grand, Asher helping Grand's teams. Okay. Um, let me pull up my spell thing to see how much if I have any spells left. Um, I have one left. Okay. So <laughs> this is going to be really good or really bad. So here we go. I want to <coughs> do a sending spell to my mom. <laughs> okay. And I am going to say, I haven't thought about this at all. Literally just popped in my head. So we'll <laughs> see what comes out of my mouth. <clears throat> Wait, before I do this, clarification. All of the spiders have been taken care of. There are no more spiders that we see. And as much as you were able to determine at the end of the session with the big, huge fireball that destroyed that thing and the dead spider in front of you. Yes. Okay, perfect. Great. In that case, I will continue. <clears throat> we received your spider friends and saw your sigil on them. Did you mean to... I lost count. Is that 20 or 15? 15. 15. That's oh, so what I thought. Okay, okay. Attack us? I have not seen you in forever. Boo! <laughs> I was waiting for a bye, but that's better. I had you, more I wanted to say, but I didn't have enough things. <laughs> you get back. You betrayer. I have no time for upstart goddesses. Your feeble powers pale in comparison to my eternal strength. Be gone, false daughter. 
Man, she's lucky I ain't got another spell slot. Um, I guess I know. What we're, I guess I know what we're doing next. <laughs> I didn't have another spell slot, so we have to hunt her down. <laughs> uh, so that, while that's all been going on, Asher is working on putting up the fire. Trixie, what have you been up to after your hair styling appointment? Um, I would have been trying to keep an eye out for the people that I saw eyeing me up at uh when I was backstage at the stage um but uh i would have also just kind of been trying to go around and like medicine check anybody who was injured or um and if needed um healing like the the people who if anybody was like severely injured um because of that space that you're in in in, in seeking to support and help other people um how many people would you use anything special or would you just be doing general medicine checks uh i mean i would start with medicine checks and if and then if it was something that was like kind of on the severe side i would be using key points uh and let's see right now i have a medicine check okay we'll use that to determine how, how many from the number that I have in my head, folk, you're able to support properly, and then we'll be able to figure out how much you spend. The 24. Amazing. Yeah, you wow. are. What happened? I have silly, I have putty, uh, I'm busy, and I dropped some, and now it's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> You are pretty certain. I love this. <laughs> I love, those of you, I'm not judging her. Tanzanite lights keep going out because clouds keep going across her screen or her sky. And I need light. a ring light. So buy our merch, and I'll buy a ring light. <laughs> and, and a chair. Our, our first guest. No, no, no. The first, like, we need to do. Um, we have tiers. Yeah, like yeah. First... The first tier is we buy her a ring light, and the next tier is we buy her uh, a chair, and then the next one after that is we buy a microphone. I mean, she's got a good yeah, one. one. Yours. <laughs> true, 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 true. Um, I don't I, know. We'll think of it. We'll, yeah, we'll think we'll, of we'll figure it out eventually. No, a, dice time, ca- a dice case. That's what we would get her. As a dice she doesn't case. have a dice case. I thought I she had a dice bag. bag. Yeah, she just has a just has a giant bag of dice. They're not organized or anything. I don't have it organized either. Why would we organize dice? They, I haven't that organized their magic. By, they have to talk to each other by, unless they're in jail. Like D fours, D sixes. Yeah. Also, okay. to 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 make you feel better, Jess, so you don't feel alone. I have their magnetic little tiny magnetic uh balls that essentially like transforms into putty so fun very cool we all have toys for the win yeah my my fidget toys i just realized although i don't usually have to use them during our sessions but they're all the way at the entry to my apartment so i'm i'm glad that i stayed more involved in this game because mine are ridiculous i have little stretchy ones that make weird noises i do these Oh, yeah. Those are good, too. Ooh, strengthening your grip, too. All right. So um, 
Trixie, you are able to spot several folks who need support. Um, with a 24, you're able to do things for individuals who don't really need your specific talents to help them. But you are pretty good at spotting some severe injuries that people would have just shaken off or not dealt with. And it's up to you, but you can spend up to six key points on different healing. Um, and you just decide how far you're willing to go. I will do that. I will spend all six. Amazing. Amazing. So what I would like you to do is roll with advantage since you're doing all six, a, um, persuasion check. Okay. And this is just going to also work to overcome any last lingering doubts. Okay. I would like to use, no, it's not critical, but I'm going to use my, your inspiration, my game. Okay. Oh, you just still have a bardic inspiration, I think, if you need it. For 10, has it been 10 minutes? It's probably been 10 minutes. Uh, Okay. Past 10 minutes by now, but yeah. Um, All together, 13 plus 2 is a 21. Okay. So evening comes on by the time all of you are done with the various things and this neighborhood is reestablished. Other individuals have come. Um, Asher and Trixie, you recognize two of the individuals from a long time ago when you were deep down in the um, below Underton areas seeing a dragon for the first time. Um, They are members of a not-so-secret-anymore council for the city. Thanks to Asher. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Some people are really good for overall changes in in policies and behaviors and other things like that. (laughs) But as the evening comes on, they're there um, and you all become involved in a conversation at various spaces and places. And it's up to you to decide how this would have occurred for your character. You might just tell me. But the big news, aside from handling of this particular emergency, is that there is a gathering of representatives from across the cities of Atland occurring in one week here in Overton that is intended to solidify the campaigns and goals, but there's one major social event that is a piece of it that you are being corralled into being a part of. Please don't say a ball. 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 The first ever Atland Ball. Fuck! <laughs> Get out! Dad's tonight gets to dress up Tix- Tixie. <laughs> Trixie. And oh, yeah. in addition to all the various other things you have to deal with in this week, you have a ball coming to you. Takes a lot of balls for them to throw that right now. Gosh. So does anybody want to describe how that conversation goes with you and the person or persons who approach you? Feel free to take this as like a little mini storytelling of how that happens for you and your character. Um, But if you wish to escape the ball, you're going to have to do some rolls because in many ways, this is a very much a, a, you've got a lot of pressure to do it. 
This is the solidification of a lot of your own efforts to bring in allies. And as those people who brought in those allies, your attendance is not only expected, it is very important to the success of this event. Buffy, wait. Oh, I'll go. But misery loves company. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so what do you do? What, what is your conversation? Who are you conversing with? And what are you like? What happens for Trixie? She's being voluntold. Does, does, is it one of the people from your early life in the military aspects or from the healing aspects? Is it somebody? Is it Asher's mom? Oh. Like, is it your mother? Oh. Like what happens for Trixie? As she's both informed of this event, event and is trying to figure out how to deal with it. I feel like it would be more like people probably know that I'm not exactly a fan of dressing up. So I don't feel like they would have approached me about it. I feel like me finding out would have been like. I'm nearby wrapping someone's arm with bandages. And then I overhear them tell Tanzanite and the resulting squeal that I assume would come from her face. Oh, literally squealing. I get to dress up Trixie. <laughs> yeah. All, okay. and, uh, um, All memory of your mom turning evil now is completely gone as you think yeah. of dressing up your friend. A ball. <laughs> it's like, um, what is it called? Uh, retail, it's like retail therapy, except it's it's yes. it's dress-up therapy. It's makeover therapy is what it is for you. Um, okay. uh, I would have uh, I'd just so frozen and... Uh, slowly turned and I look at Tanzanite and I say once you get to do this once yeah. okay. Okay. I'm not say I'm not I'm not I won't enjoy it I'm not going to have fun but I will give you this you, you might once like so Tanzanite, what precedes Trixie having that conversation with you? Like, you, what? Who's who tells you about it, and what is that story? Lay out the story of Tanzanite having that discussion, and then realizing that she's going to. In my in my visual headcanon right now, uh, Tanzanite is like Iron Man, and then Trixie is Doctor Strange, just like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. There would be no discussion. There would be whoever told me, doesn't matter who, would be, you know, your the timeless trio's attendance is requested at the ball on this date. And her first thought would be, I gotta dress up Trixie. <laughs> okay, so what like, I'm no conversation, say... no and then I'd go, Oh, we will be there. After Trixie says that. I'll, I'll throw in that it's probably Grand then who informs you of what's coming. Love it. And he, he kind of indicates like there will be formal invitations, but you might be requested to be part of the planning. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of have that. I'm a great party planner. So. I don't make plans. 
<laughs> Asher, you're also finding out about this in during this period. How does Asher react to this or who tells Asher? How does this come about? Uh, I mean, I assume I'm putting on the fire, whatever. And then like Grand, if he told Tenzin, I assume Grand will also come tell me. And then like Asher's in a mood right now. So he'll be like, uh, okay. I'll be there. Mm, mopey. Brood, 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 brood. Okay. He's a bro he's, bro he's in broody poet mode. Broody poet mode. Okay. Um, so as you're informed, Tanzanite's been informed, Trixie's been informed. What I would love for you all to do is tell me what happens between now, and there are some things on your to-do list, remember this. For instance, Trixie, you are going to have to do some potion tasting. Uh, Tanzanite, you might have to reconvene your group of worshipers and look to establish a new place of ceremony. Asher, you need to find out what to do about this this uh, member of Lutes and Liars, as well as bring together the, the remaining uh, members that are in the city. Maybe even plan around this ball. Um, there's a lot of different pieces you might choose to play with. I think in the oh, ball Oh, we're definitely scenario, providing the entertainment. <laughs> in the ball scenario, we will have, each of you will have two... Uh, callbacks that you can use where you can go back in time and figure out how you would have planned for a situation or had something ready for a situation that will occur in that space. But otherwise, what are you up to during this week? Um, also, I, do want to talk, I do want to talk to the guy who I brought back yeah. and see like what went on there. Uh, in brief, once this person is recovered um he does report to you and probably about the time that he's fully cognizant and able to to articulate things and provide a report um you get the information that there's been a lot of uh concerns about the welfare of the timeless tree trio um there's been a lot of rumors of um people or folk working against the three of you and seeking to end your successes. Uh, and so that the, this individual and the two that were with them were tasked as part of a security detail to watch out for Tanzanite in particular. And that there had been additional folk assigned to you and Trixie but the confusion at the dock had meant that they were um, yikes, not su successful in keeping up with their query. Question. The three were assigned to Trixie, not Tanzanite, correct? They were, they were assigned to Tanzanite. Did I say Trixie? I meant to say Tanzanite. No, you said Tanzanite, but they were spying they were on Trixie when they saw them. Okay. Trixie spotted them because they weren't on the lookout for her. Okay. And that was when they were being attacked by spiders. I was thinking the Tanzanite left the dock invisibly, but she also left like in a circle of her worshippers. So I guess maybe that was. <laughs> and also I think you would find out through the course of this, that you're, you have different members of Lutes and Liars that are really good at attending to details and others that are just really good at not being seen. Um, 
and uh, these are not mutually the exclusive. Not seen. These are the ones who are really good at watching and looking. Um, so then I will also talk to Fawn, have her like put together some of the more skilled bards for entertainment at the ball. Maybe also like arrange like a band or an orchestra of some sort, like some kind of entertainment, uh, for like the dancing part of the ball. And then what else do I want to do? I got to get Tilly settled in and I'm going to connect Tilly with. Trixie and Tanzanite, because she's all our three, all three of our assistants, and just like help her, an executive assistant sort of situation with her, um, kind of handling the threads of your various pieces of business. Is there any piece of your business that you keep out of her hands? You don't Um, inform her of. She may not like know the alternative purpose of Lutes and Liars, maybe. Like even though she's maybe has like a, um, an office like in the more publicly accessible area of their headquarters, like she's not. Um, she, she's like on the school side, not necessarily on. Yeah, the... like on the cool like people drunk passed out on the floor side, and not the like secret spy side. I wanted to say secret squirrel side, but that's a different. That's a different person. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. So let's see. I'm trying to think. I don't know if anybody else want to talk. I'm just trying to run through what Asher would, would be getting up to. I, th- I feel like he's going to send Tilly to like work with the lawyers or whoever it is that's chasing Trixie around to set up maybe appointments for her to taste. You potions. finish up your stuff and then we can go. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's mostly going to be like getting Tilly settled in. Um, is there any like administrative stuff that Asher has hanging? I feel like Fawn probably handles a lot of that, so he's not as paperwork laden as everyone um, else. Fawn handles a lot of it. Uh, I think one of the things that you probably find out uh, from let me just pull up my list of things here because I actually have been keeping a list for you. I've been being your Tilly for a while. Uh, <laughs> you have let's see, there's that, there's that, there's that. Um, you currently, in addition to, to the kind of administrative things and loose and liars, you kind of get an update on the overall situation of the world. Um, and that this, that there are a lot of different groups with special interests that have been impacting the success of Atland as a whole. Um, Oh, I know a thing I'm going to do. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to go down each day and use my fabricate spell to rebuild the pumpkin house so that they can continue to put the door into it. All right. Okay. That takes one more thing. Uh, can you really quickly just roll a, just roll a dexterity check. Fourteen. Awesome. Awesome. I think between your use of magic, which does not always necessarily fabricate, but kind of using up that that capacity. It could also be like animating objects or um, things like that, too. So, yeah, like whatever um, spells I need to use to. 
I've You're also, able to I also raise every dead body I come across. No, just kidding. Oh, that's another thing I have to hold on to. So don't let me forget. Uh, but yes, you're able to 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 bring back to life the the pumpkin house, and in the course of that, um, you also get to know the proprietress of that space a little bit better. Um, tell me, you kind of met this creepy woman a long time ago. What type of relationship do you seek to have with her <clears throat> as you're rebuilding her cottage? Are you just doing it as a service to repair damage or are you? Well, I'm doing it um, primarily to, so they can continue to put that door from the other tavern in there so that we can travel through to fight dragons and do what we need to do around the world. But also, um, yeah, like I'll make friends with her while I'm there. Okay, great. We'll just add that in there as a established a, a bond or fr friendship with her. I'm assuming she hated me for a second and then I rebuilt her house and maybe we're okay now. <laughs> yeah, I think with with uh, your spells the, in the, describing that you'd animate and do other things along those lines, I think you actually get the pumpkin cottage looking a little better than average. And just you being there daily will also help influence and um, restore that neighborhood to a better state than it would have been before. So I feel like this is a really positive overall thing. Um, the yeah, I may also like timeless trio and any reminds me it's going to change that neighborhood. This reminds me of a time um, when we were in uh, Nicaragua with the army and we were like building a school. And one day we came in with a helicopter and we landed and we accidentally blew somebody's house over because it was just like stuff like kind of stacked together. And so um, we spent like part of the two weeks we were there working on the school and the other part rebuilding that house. And it was like way nicer than it was before we knocked it over. <laughs> Fortunately, nobody was hurt when we knocked it over. But yeah, so we like started to spread and like improve the neighborhood around the school as well. So I feel like Asher might do that as well. Just yeah. reminded me of that. Okay. So yeah, yeah, there, there's damage done, but you're trying to repair that damage, um, both in terms of the uh, dip diplomatic side as well as the structural side. Um, cool. Uh, that takes us to either Tanzania or Trixie. What would you be doing? Trixie, are you ready to go? I could use a, form, a few more minutes to think. Um, but if not, I can go. Um, I will say that because Asher worked with getting Tilly established, that the you're no longer being hounded to get the potions done you have you will have some sort of structure to that to be able to do it in a logistically you're not just like in an alley sucking down bottles of potions hoping you don't die i'm just trying to find okay um so i guess I would be trying Sorry, to. Your uh, your microphone's sure. going nuts. I'm not sure what's going on there. There's like a, I can hear you in both rooms, and there's like a two second delay, and it's also like very crackly. Uh, let me reopen the app. Okay. Um. See, this is how everybody sounded to me that other time. Was that crackly, like electronic almost? Is this better? No. Uh, no. 
it's still no. correctly robotic, so I don't know. Uh, Can you maybe switch to your webcam for a second? Just see how that sounds. At any rate, while Larissa's figuring... I can go out. while Larissa thinks... Yeah. Is that okay, things? Larissa, for you to yeah. take up? Or if you want to like restart your computer, you maybe it would be... No stress, just... Yeah, let me... Take your time. Thank you. Dan and I <laughs> uh, <laughs> hide this thing. <laughs> One S. <laughs> One S. One S. Thank you, Jason. Uh, So what are you up to? I know that part of it will be eventually torturing poor Trixie, but what are you up to right now? Like, what is the general things that you're up to? Um, Well, forget you have a, um, (laughs) yeah, that one's not useful right now. Uh, You have a outstanding, um, Kind of, you were trying to seek resolution with Asher before all this took went down. So I know that's probably still there. You also have a um, religious community that's broken down. And here's one other thing that I need to throw your way and let you know: with the dissolution of your one place of worship that existed, you lose the connection to that space you were in before. You you no longer feel that imperative. And your shadows begin to bloat once again. Okay. Well, I should, I should throw out there that Asher did not seek out Tanzanite to talk to her, but if she seeks him out, he will talk to her. That's okay. like he didn't put it on his own list. All right. So the very first thing is uh, Asher already kind of took charge of, and I was hoping to rebuild that. Pumpkin house. And so maybe that's where you might run into each other if you were choosing to run into each other. So first, the first little bit of the, this, because this is like a weak thing, right? Mm-hmm. So is not necessarily avoiding him, but kind of like she's going to talk to him, but hasn't figured out what to say yet. And now that, you know, the shrine is gone. That's kind of a, like, that needs to be resolved first. And then we'll, you know, closer to the ball kind of a thing we'll take care of. So what I would like to do during that week is first, I want to provide funds to the continuation of the pumpkin house and possibly discuss with the it's getting so dark. Uh, like the patron of possibly, <laughs> uh, possibly uh, adding on to the house to whether that be, you know, f- building it outwards or long ways or up uh, a designated space for what. You know, my little shadow was starting in the basement. Or I guess okay. maybe down. It doesn't, you know, doesn't have to be up. But, like, talking to her about providing extra financial assistance to do that. Okay. 
Um, can you go ahead and roll a persuasion check? And would you be doing this with the not with Asher's knowledge of what you were doing? Say that again. Or would you would you be trying to do this in a way that Asher was not aware? No, 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 no. I would absolutely. I'd probably send someone to discuss with him. It, like, I wouldn't go. Yeah. Proxy. Yeah. So, like, Asher. he'd very much be aware. You know. Just really quickly, Jason, how would Asher react to a proxy being sent whenever Tanzanite had something to communicate about the space? <laughs> um, I'm going to have the proxy talk to me through Tilly. <laughs> Valid. Valid. <laughs> I'm going to proxy the proxy. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Am I the youngest? I think I'm the youngest. <laughs> I don't know. I certainly don't act like it, do I? <laughs> I don't even know. Trixie, you tell Tanzanite that I said. <laughs> no, Trixie, you tell Shadow that I said, and tell Shadow to tell Tanzanite that I said this. That, <laughs> and then you tell Fawn to tell Tilly to tell the lawyers to tell the potions that Tanzanite said that uh, I got nothing. Okay, so um, with that like layer of disconnect, I'm going to have a DC roll here now to see how effective all of this work is. And I would just like you to roll a general charisma check, Tanzanite, to see how effective you are. Do you still need that persuasion are. as well? Or is that separate? Huh? This is just need... a general okay. charisma check, like getting things moving forward. Working with what she got. And it's a scaled DC. Charisma. There it, no. Charisma. There it is. Come on, baby. You're going to go talk to him, but just not right now. Come on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Plus nothing. So that will be a 16. Sixteen is wonderful. So I, I had in my head, zero to five, nothing happens at all. Everything you try to push forward fails, and you're never going to get this place built. I had uh, six to ten as a space where like things happen, but it's not a very good space. I had ten to fifteen again, another space where like, hey, it's a nicer than it used to be space. You just went right above that to the sixteen to twenty bracket, where I had placed the idea that this is a fairly decent space. Um, and maybe it's that Asher, he does have a longer term relationship with you as a person. And, and so he lets some things happen that even if he's really frustrated, he's just going to let that one flow through because he generally does care for you. Maybe it's not Asher at all. Maybe it's just the Tilly and Shadow conspire together, knowing that the two of you will get over it sooner or later. And they coordinate with the proprietress to establish a fairly nice space and your contributions are utilized effectively. Um, amazing. And then I want to. And as soon my... as it's reestablished and consecrated, by the way, you do immediately reconnect with that space. The shadows oh, debloat. And you can feel much more secure in your position within 
potential pantheons. Yes. So then the other things that I want to do, not necessarily in the order I want to do them, is one, start connecting, uh, not physically, but like going into the community of those who follow me to start making like a rapport, start speaking to others about joining, that kind of thing. And then I also want to find a seamstress to make my dress and Trixie's dress. And I have ideas for both of them. And then once they're done, I want to take Trixie to do like, you know, a fitting to make sure it fits, to show her what it is. And then right before the ball, I want to go talk to Asher. Okay. So given that sequence of things, just really quickly, I would like you to roll for the um, proselytizing, so to speak. And so that will just be a religion check. It won't be a charisma check. It'll just be a religion check. Um, religion! Tanzanite goes to the people and gives a sermon on the mount. Go tell it on the mountain or in a cave because that makes more sense. <laughs> 12 plus 6 or 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 18 uh yeah you you did really well um you actually um given that your temple is in that neighborhood a lot of the work that's going on in that neighborhood and a lot of the folks in that neighborhood um convert and you grow your influence in that area in that space so that goes pretty well uh, roll an investigation check to find a seamstress. This is a scaled one about how good the seamstress is going to be. Would I not already have a stream seamstress from my past? Well, let's roll a history check. She was eaten okay. by a dragon. If you Valid. roll less than a 10, they're gone. If you roll over a 10, then okay. we get to decide how... Oh. Hopefully my religion helps. Or not religion, my history. Uh, nope. That's a seven. They're gone. You can't They're find gone. them. They're gone. Okay. They've I need moved to... on or been burnt to a crisp. You don't know what. Yep. I need to find a new seamstress who is yes. to my so quality. Roll an investigation check. Investigation. Come on, baby. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Hey, wait. Um, would you would you engage Tilly's help to find it? Maybe that would be an advantage to you. Uh, I don't know if I would. <laughs> Let's see if I would. One and two, I do. Three and four, I don't. I don't know if Urkel to give you advantage, but okay. <laughs> now it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, so that's a fourteen plus a a one. Fifteen. <laughs> You do discover a decent seamstress. Um, you are going to have to abide by their schedule because they've been hit up by a lot of folk. Um, they are headquartered in what used to be the Nobles District, and they have decent clientele, but you can't find anybody that fits the the Underton vibes you used to you're used to using. Um, so it's a, it's a foreign space in a lot of ways but they seem to be putting out great products and well, um, 
frequented by everyone who's getting ready for this event. <laughs> so, uh, was there anything else that you were doing? I can't remember. Um, taking Trixie to try it on once they're made, and I can describe those whenever, and then talking to Asher. Okay. Um, I want to save the talking to Asher and the Trixie try-on situation for finding out what Trixie's been doing with her week. We'll save Perfect. those those two components so far as like some role play moments that are at Love the it. end. This is just like logistics survival stuff. So Trixie, what have you been up to um, pre-gala? I can't hear you. You are muted. Oh, she's muted. I'm like, oh no, why can't I hear her? Is my mic better now? It is yes. beautiful. Okay. All right. Um, I would have been involved with the security planning for the visit since it's basically like all of the leaders in one place. Yeah, definitely. I think since you are indicating that, you would immediately know that that courier ship that passed you oh so long ago on your way into Overton was the representatives from Mary Bell's Delves, bleh, that place. The one you named? Yeah. I didn't name it. The Delverick. Some the Antarctic explorer named it. You could have picked a different name. No, I was keeping logistically correct. Uh, so, yes, you, you know that. You also know that um, some last-minute guests will be arriving via new airships. Um, and there, there's a lot of excitement and nerves amongst the um, more militaristic slash police force slash militia-ish force around Overton around uh, in connection with these new um, airships that are being utilized. Uh, they, the, the fastest one ever created so far in the, the recent history of airship design and development for battle is flying all the way from where the Elven cities used to be. Um, there is news that you hear in terms of that, where uh, a lot of those cities have been raised by dragons um, and no longer exist in the form that they used to. Um, Asher, I think that's also updates that you get um, and that there's a new contingent of folk no, coming no, from no, no. Uh, a desert environment to the far north, far north of the, of, just like over the bay um, between where Canyonville is and the landmass above that, um, that you did not have anything to do with in terms of recruiting, but that uh, Grant's brand did successfully recruit into the, t into the Alliance. Um, so, you know, there's some people you won't know that will be there as well as individuals and folks and groups that you do know. Um, I think also as part of this, you're able to allay some of the fears with regard to some of the allies that you've cultivated, but I would like you to roll a persuasion check with regard to the less than living delegation. The creaky and the kooky, they're all <laughs> together, ooky. You know, that group. Uh, mm -hmm. Eighteen. Awesome. Yes. You are able to both help prepare 
the teams that are going to be providing security as well as allay their fears and set them into kind of a place of readiness. How do you handle the potion tasting? Um, I would have first grouped them. Uh, I guess I would try to go chronologically. The people have, that have been waiting the longest, but with Tilly's help, you're easily able to arrange the order in whichever order you would like to. So that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it, it would it would be that, but then it would also be grouped into like to the effect that they have so that I can kind of I'm not just or they're expected to have rather. So I'm not just sitting there going like, oh, this is this is going to heal me. Oh, this is going to, you know, uh, turn me blue. Oh, this is, you know, I don't know. Uh, so I have some tables all set up for this that I'm really excited to use. I'm <laughs> waiting on this for so long. Great. <laughs> First, I need you to roll a percentile die. Okay. Because I need to find out Ooh, that's a fun noise. how much hilariousness is going to ensue. Ooh, that one sounds pretty. It's one of my gemstone and my metal dice together. Cool. 67. Awesome. <clears throat> so with, because I just wrote down that there would be a hundred potions to taste. Um, the first 67 of which you're able to taste and categorize and um, decree that they are not of value to the potion-making establishment. So there are 67 potions of the 100 that are out there that have to be kind of shuffled off to the side. That leaves us with, um, I can't do math right now. The 33. Yeah, 33. So of these 33, and I'm going to just do a little bit of quick math here. Um, I would like you to roll three d tens. One more. I had this whole like worksheet all worked out. I'm so excited to be a nerd. <laughs> I'm happy to oblige. <laughs> it's only because I love you, Rurik. And I think if I kept running from it, you would have made me pay for it. <laughs> this is the paying for it. <laughs> I mean, worse. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So first is a 10. Okay. Because you can't roll a zero. Yes. The 10. Ma'am. Okay. So, so 11 of the potions are useful for um, healing purposes in various ways. Wait, sorry. Did you want me to roll them all at once? Yes, but I'm. Oh, sorry. Each each one counts separately. It's, it's as it's. Oh, okay. Thing. Oh, okay. So let me so let me just roll the are... other two so I have an order. Okay. Okay. So you were saying eleven of the potions are potions? perfectly normal potions <laughs> that restore health in different ways. Trixie stamp of approval. Okay. What was the next ten that you rolled? Also a ten. The next 10 seem to do something that infuses you with energy that you can't direct. And then I need you to just roll a really quick D100. On top. Okay. D100. Yeah. What? He succeeded with these. What's 40 plus a double zero? Or I guess it would be a. Well, if it was a 40 and a zero, 
The double zero is means we're in the ones place. How do you have a 40 and a double zero? Because I'm I'm saving my other one. Okay, never mind. I'll just just remember that my third one is a two. Yeah, see, I did it again. So I, I rolled a 40 and a zero. A zero, a single zero. So 40. 40, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so I, the, I just rolled two that were both percentage because I was my third die was a single and I was saving that, but it's a two. Okay. Uh, you, as you were tasting the second group of potions, you find several different effects that are... Available. A few of them, you just don't know what they did. You can feel something happened, but it wasn't unhealthy. The 10 means that these are still positive potions, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the potions allowed you to suddenly, and not necessarily with your expectation of this happening, levitate. And that threw you off for a moment. Uh, one of them, suddenly everybody just did what you said. And it was this moment of confusion that you had where like, people are just doing what I ask of them. Uh, another one of them, when you were thinking about uh, um, dealing with something, you just weren't afraid. Like every like task you put ahead of yourself, even the idea of wearing a fancy dress did not cause you any concern or fear. It was like that part of you t- disappeared. Another one of them turned you into a, a bug for the day. Just like a little bit of time, like an hour. Um, Like a Trixie-sized bug or a tiny, like a a bug-sized bug? Like a bug-sized bug. And then uh, the last one that you tasted in this group, and this caused a bit of consternation, but it repaired your fur entirely because Mm. everyone within 100 feet of you, their hair grew one foot in length. So there was a sudden frenzy of grooming that needed to happen <clears throat> across spaces, but your fur all grew back in. It just had to be trimmed up pretty soon afterwards. So I really did look like Cousin It. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, if the- I pulled my goggles down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so uh. the other thing you rolled was a two. Um, for that one, there was a group of potions that you considered extremely dangerous. Um, They still had effects, but they, one of them, once you drank it, turned everything to darkness and you couldn't see even with your goggles. Um, Another one of them, you could feel something wrong was happening, but it didn't affect you personally. Um, and a couple of them, oh, and, um, one of them made you see stuff that just really confused you, just things that should not be there were suddenly visible to you. So there was a group of this, this set that were effective at something, but effective in a way that made you uncertain about their utility or safety. Um, what I would like to do for each one of those is I would like to write three copies of the same note to each of those people, uh, each of the people who like developed it. And just to, for a clarifying question for me, do those people work for me or is it people who are submitting them to the company? 
the company has both done because you know you're you this has really become an enterprise situation where your name is trusted mm -hmm. so these are people who have come on as you know contractors mm -hmm. but also folk who work directly for the organization um, and some are research groups that want to develop like both both academies in Overton as well as some of the spaces in, in uh, Canyonville they want to be marketed by your team mm. but according to the rules that you've worked out with the folk there had to be testing for it to go forward so a lot of these mm. things have been held up in development for a long time and might have been or currently being marketed under other names just to help them recoup their costs and such so um, I'm basically going to write out um, three copies, one for me to keep on hand, one for the person, and one for uh, Tilly to file uh, um, for each of those potions saying, I appreciate your efforts in this matter. However, at this time, I cannot condone the, the uh, development of this particular potion uh, under uh the Trixie brand whatever i i don't know what uh, uh, under the Trixie apo Trixie's apothecary name yes uh could you last thing with regard to tasting all these potions is just roll a constitution saving throw <laughs> um in addition to that i would like to send uh each of them 50 gold for their efforts like okay. as like a as a token yeah, of, of, of from appreciation your, from your Oh, wait. Who has the gold? Because I don't have any of the. I think I have it. I feel like I have a shit. We sent it and deposited it into your bank account. Because you were the only one with a bank account. Yeah. Right. So I would have essentially, like, told Pad Tilly. Yeah, to and withdraw I and send them. Given Tilly a like, maybe maybe Tilly uh, one of her tasks is maybe Tilly is like one of her tasks is to create a timeless trio shared bank account where we. Put her <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In um, terms of game mechanics, that means one of y'all got to do that work. <laughs> okay, I'll shared do Venmo. It. Uh, Constitution saving throw. you run the timeless trio Venmo. <laughs> uh, That's all right, nice. So okay. con save seventeen. Awesome. Uh, you get over this fairly quickly, but there is one day where you have an extra eyeball. And I can see everything everywhere, everywhere at once. Uh, sure. <laughs> there was the movie reference. Where does that eyeball appear? Uh, the, the mashup of I all these potions in your body just causes this curse to appear for a little while but with the 17 you're able to push to get I'm going to I'm going to roll for it hang on What's what's name six body parts in Well no I I I I I I I got it I got it I got it My left foot <laughs> So you step on your eye every time you step No I would say it's on the like, I would say if anything it's like the toenail Oh gross on the top of my foot so that I'm just looking at the sky the whole time Look, stars! <laughs> it's a beautiful night tonight, isn't it? <laughs> Your eyeball is yelling up from the foot. Your foot is yelling that out. No, I'm yelling, but I'm I'm 
<laughs> I can't look this way and this way in real life. So Tracy's so just out. walking around like, nice night, huh? And she's got like her foot sticking out to the side. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. So that takes us to, and I would let like you all to decide, unless Asher, there was anything else you were going to try to do during this time that you thought of while they were going, because you started on. first. One last like RP thing. She walks up to somebody and they have like a wide rim hat on, hat and and she would be like, "Can you step back? You're blocking my view." <laughs> the ridiculous jokester known as Trixie. <laughs> oh boy. Um, let's see. Is the the door established now to the? the yes, tavern? by the end of the week. Oh, wait, shoot! I had the wrong character up. <laughs> Let me see what my con save actually is on Trixic. <laughs> Stupid. That makes a lot more sense. I mean, it's fine. I'm still going to take the eyeball, but it actually would have been... Wait, what did I roll? I think I rolled a 16. It would have been a 24. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't even have the eyeball then, but... It's okay. I'll keep the eyeball. I think it's funny. Um, no, I just I was on autopilot trying to get back to D and D Beyond, and I pulled up Vitality by accident. Oh, I know. Okay, Asher. Yes, by the end of the week, the, the the space is established, and that because of your high roll earlier, that's what I was kind of using is to figure out whether or not that would be established in time for the event. So there is a passageway both for the, the representatives from um, the. We're going to stick with the undead contingent as well as just passage to those other spaces and places. The, the interplanar contingent. Yeah. Um, sure. So, so it's open in time for the ball, but not enough time for me to utilize it really effectively in any way. With your role, it would probably be like a couple days before, but okay. I would like, I think if, if I have time for this, tell me if I don't to go through and just to like, do like a recon on the dragons that were reported to us, like in the thing. Like the, there's, there was like a young dragon and a uh, go ahead and the young priest and an old priest. Check. I can't and I will use your result on that to give you whatever information I can. Jess, I need your help. Sing me the song of investigation checks. Investigate. Investigation. <laughs> um, didn't really help. Uh, <laughs> That's you a you haven't repaired that relationship 14. between Kevin yeah. and Nash. You rolled wrong. 14. <laughs> yeah. 14. That's what happened. You rolled uh, wrong. 14's not bad. 14. Um, you find out that the white dragon that has uh, caused, um, I can't remember whose village it was, but it caused one of the villages to become enmeshed in a in a snowy landscape uh and you actually actually you you maybe even went over and visited the space it has claimed the territory and is within a quick enough um distance that you could actually get to that dragon from that portal location if you so chose um that particular dragons established that area as its own space and the people there are among the most frequent visitors to the tavern. Okay. Uh, yeah. I will go through and I will like try to spy on it if I can, but also like just to tell the people that they can come with me back to Overton if they need to. Sure. Sure. And I'll 
do some rolls later to figure out do they all relocate or what happens with that. Um, you also discover that there, the um, individual who cooks um, lives in a desert style sort of environment. It's uh, not a sand desert, but much more of like a high plains, high desert sort of space. And they've been dealing with a younger fire dragon. Its location or lair is unknown, um, but their um, food supply continues to dwindle and they've been kind of considering relocating. Um, there, they probably would ask you how they might go about bringing a herd of goat and sheep to Overton. Okay. Animals fairly unknown to the Overton community. Goats and sheep? Yeah. Incredible. My least favorite animals. <laughs> I varietal. love goats. <laughs> they are so dumb. They I get know. into everything and they mess with everything. They're worse than cats. I mean, I love cats, cats but they're still terrible. <laughs> they um, just alienate cat and goat lovers from our podcast. Rick, well done. Yeah. I do what I do. Some I people listen. Cat. Some people listen to 130 hours of content. And now they're out. They're like, nope, done, <laughs> done. Talk shit about my goat. I'm out. Um, there, there's somebody with a goat down the street from me. They have like five or six goats in their yard. It's really cute and adorable, but I wouldn't be able to stand having them. They're so just. They, they're always up to something. <laughs> they are very mischievous. Okay, yeah, Asher would also like help that. I mean, he may just straight up let them herd their goats through the door, through the tavern, and out the other door, and then help them settle them. Okay, yeah. Maybe like outside the city wall, wherever there's like grass and things. Um, But yeah, I think he would maybe like... Like help them resettle in that farm community. Yeah, like part of like doing this like recon and stuff is having the resources in place, like if there are refugees that come back with him to like help them settle as he gets back. Yeah. I would say over the course of those couple of days, that's about all you're able to succeed in doing. Okay. But yeah, you're able to utilize it in that, mo- that way. Okay. And then maybe like someone mentions to Tanzanite that Asher's just doing this stuff on his own, going out and... Is it maybe doing... someone or Asher <laughs> engages Lutz and Liars to make sure that Tanzanite is aware? <laughs> um, maybe maybe Lutz and Liars just might be involved. Right. Um, I mean, he is still a kid. Let's be honest. He has he has massive resources at his disposal to to make like, someone worry about him. At most, young twenty something and doing all this stuff, and yeah, uh, I think that's easily enough done. And, and Tanzanite, you definitely hear about all these shenanigans that Asher is getting up to. Spying on dragons, um, and you probably hear about it while setting Trixie up with her beautiful dress. Describe to me how you do this, Tanzanite, because it seems like Trixie's down for it in, in as much as she's willing to hold still, but it's going to be up to you to dis- describe at least so, the dress and such. I go to the seamstress before Trixie, and I have all my designs laid out. Uh, so I have the design for my dress and the design for Trixie's. And I can describe that if you want now or later. And then basically once the gowns are done and need a final fitting, we can go in. I'll bring her in to try it on for like the first time and see it for the first time. 
don't describe it yet because I want to save that for after our break. But can you describe what you do, Trixie and Tanzanite, in terms of this? Like, just to give me a brief synopsis of the pre-gowning or in-gowning experience. Trixie gets absolutely no say in anything. And I just show up at her door one day and I go, time to go. And I take her to the Ooh, time. Do you use the same spell, the spell you used before and paralyze her again? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I learned my lesson. I feel like Tanzanite may have even gone behind Trixie's back, like to Tilly, who scheduled three free hours in Trixie's day. And then. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> As Trixie's it's like, like laying down for a nap. had a chance to do some forms and work on your combat martial arts or just like stretch and take a little egg. Suddenly, Tanzanite is outside your space, <laughs> dragging you off for a fitting. Where do we stay? Do you, I assume I stay at the tavern. Do you guys like stay at your homes? No. <laughs> Trixie, where do you Absolutely stay? Absolutely no. not. Trixie is also at the tavern. Okay. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Honestly, Trixie's probably at the tavern and enjoying really good food. Yes. I'm guessing. Hello. <laughs> like if 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 she's gonna have to pay for all, her life with all this potion tasting and other junk that she doesn't enjoy. Trixie's first order of business to... was making Grizz go on leave from the military to come back and cook for the week that she's home. No, he's catering the ball. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Tavern owner to cater. Uh, okay. Um, Trixie, is there anything that you want to react to Tanzanite's description of what's happening to you, or are you okay? I feel like the only thing, I don't know, I guess I would have added is because I do feel like Tanzanite does want Trixie to like whatever she gussies are up into. So there would be moments where Tanzanite would like try to just like just ask point blank questions, but like in a way that are is like simple. It's like, what's your favorite color? You know? Yeah, literally like pop um, in a window and be like, Do you like this or this? <laughs> and like hold up fabrics. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> um nice. But like it would have just been like like random questions that wouldn't necessarily give uh give away what she has planned for, but just kind of to give her an idea of what uh Trixie Trixie's preferences would be if she you know so that she can uh yeah like um be like what's your favorite color or um uh uh cotton or you know <laughs> satin or silk you know that kind of thing like just um. She's not being subtle about it, but she's also, you know, just not giving it, any information. Yes. Yeah. She's asking enough questions that are like similar that it wouldn't necessarily give it away, but she is trying to like casually following her around with a measuring tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. And then the last thing before we go on break uh, at some point during this, Asher or night describe do you are you reaching out to each other i go to the tavern to find him probably okay and i'll go up to him ash what are you doing when she arrives probably you know like when you go home and then like you do the things you would do as a teenager at home asher's like cleaning the okay, tavern yeah 
That makes sense. Like he just picks up his old dude's like mop on the floor or something when she walks in. Um, so I want to like in walk in. <laughs> uh, so I want to like walk in and stay sort of near the door <laughs> and just kind of holler, uh, Asher, want to go for a quick walk? Sure. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Put the mop. Leaned it on the nearest table. And I don't actually work here, so I, I can go on break whenever. Great, cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, let's go walk. And then as and we walk, boy walks up to his mop behind the two of you. As you, as the door closed, you can see him picking up his mop and just looking really, really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe as I leave, I animate the mop and it keeps going. <laughs> His eyes are just wide the whole time, standing there in the middle of the space while the mop mops around and mops over him. <laughs> mops over him. Um, so I want to like, unless Asher talks, like Trixie, Trixie, Tanzanite's definitely going to walk maybe a solid three minutes in silence, internally trying to get courage to speak. Uh, would Asher say anything in that silence or would he also walk quietly i'll just be like uh so the pumpkin house is looking good yes um uh thanks to you mostly so thank you for that also to you yeah you put a lot into it uh yeah um uh, how, uh do you have an outfit for the ball i i don't need one because i can Oh this yeah, be whatever I want. Right, of course. Yeah. So, um, any, any suggestions on what my uh, outfit should look like? I knew she was going to do this. <laughs> I mean, uh, you wear red so much. Maybe like a. I think you would look nice. And wait, what color is your hair again? It's red, right? No, Black. brown. Black. Black. Uh, I don't know. Um. Uh, uh, Trixie's outfit's gonna be like a, a goldy greeny thing. Um, if you want to match, uh, I, I'm not wearing green, um, but um, if you want to match her, uh, but I, I think you would look, you know, nice just in a really classic black outfit. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So, look, um, I know that some of my remarks and actions um, before the whole spider thing uh, hurt you. And I never want you to feel like you don't have your own free will or that, you know, I would ever stand in your way of anything. And I just want to say I'm sorry. And, you know, I... I'm still trying to figure out what I am, what I'm doing, and that, you know, shouldn't affect you at all. And I'm sorry that it did. Okay. Um, and I guess I ended up burning that house down and burning those corpses beyond recognition, so I couldn't do anything about it anyway. But... Um, 
yeah, I just, I was in a really weird place because I organized all of these people to come and work with me and for me. And I needed them to trust that I would act in their best interest. And then, um, when they died, I couldn't help. Like I, I couldn't be there for them. And, and you, because you stopped me and I just, I didn't, like, I do know that death is a natural thing and maybe it's not right to just always bring people back. But that was my reaction was to help those people that sort of swore themselves to me and to my organization that I created. So I guess maybe I also didn't react in the best way. Um, I just, I, I felt and I still feel a responsibility to them. Um, like it's hard I, to to lose people, and I don't know. I don't know what to say. I guess I'm I'm sorry that I like lashed out at you. I'm sorry that it hurt you when I brought that one person back. I didn't know that was going to happen, but I want us to be friends, and I want like the timeless trio to be timeless, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want us to like break up and fall apart over this. So I guess maybe we'll just try to figure out what the limitations are on that type of magic. And if there are any rules that we should be aware of or that rules that say when we can break the rules about bringing people back, I don't We'll just keep looking into that, I guess. Yeah, we can, you know, figure all that out together as we yeah. go. I'm st- I I wish I had a more concrete, you know, answer for that. But I, I I'm still learning a lot, so I don't have one yet. Um. Yeah. So do you know more about what's happening to you? Are you going to have to leave eventually or? Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't think I need to leave anytime soon, but I do think I may need to take more time in a given day or throughout the week to focus on, you know, the people that I'm leading, but I don't think I, have to leave you at all uh, or, or Trixie uh. okay um, yeah so I've been out this week like checking out those other dragons I've so heard I guess, yeah. I guess when the, the ball is done maybe we can go try to deal with those yeah back, I think that's really smart like um, back, back to our adventures and back to normal yeah ish. we you should go handle those dragons. Uh, I also talked to my mom. She's doing great. Uh, what did she say about the go, about her emblem on the spiders? Yeah, I kind of asked, and she, you know, basically took the time and disowned me and said that I'm a false, you know, goddess and that she's more powerful than me and, uh, you know, maybe eventually we should check into that. So when you say doing great, 
your relationship with her not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, I am not her daughter. But, you know, it sounds like she's doing great. She's got an army of spiders, apparently. Hmm. I, well, I don't have an army of spiders. Well, if it helps, I did light a bunch of them on fire. That was so, that is good. Yeah. She doesn't need all those spiders. Well, I'm sorry that your mom is whatever that is. Um, that's that's a lot. But just know that you still have people who love you and you still have a family, even if she's not around. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Obviously, I mean, you know, you know, Trixie and me too, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, Trixie's yeah. amazing. I love, I love Trixie. Like when she's I say great. love you, I mean like you know, like in a in a. Um, so anyway, I have to go get ready. Um, and I guess uh, I'll see you there. Uh, yeah. Take me yeah. dance. Uh, uh, I don't really. Uh, sh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And with that, okay. we're going to go ahead and take okay, our bye. break. We will come back with both our commercial, Good Luck Writer, and Reader. Who's the Reader? Uh, Jason. Okay. Yes. I had a moment. Also, I have to go it was me. walk this dog um, so it stops whining. Otherwise, but... the soundtrack of the ball is going to be a whining puppy. for. <laughs> we will be back uh, five after, ten after? What do you need? Yeah, what do you all need? Ten, at least. Yeah. 15, 15, if you're doing both dogs, then it needs yeah. to be 15. If you're doing just Buffy, then I would say 10. You're, but uh, are you bringing both or? Yeah, I'll bring them both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I would say at least after. at least 15. Yeah, 15 after would be good. So Lovely. quarter after, yeah. See y'all after the break. Bye. Okay, mini bye. Hello. Oh, I wanted somebody to harmonize me without me asking. Oh. Hello. 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 The hills are alive with the sound of choirs. Who is our reader? I forgot. Jason. Bloop. It is I. I am going to take that little <laughs> my face. <laughs> are, we guys, are you guys ready for this? Right. So ready. Yeah. Ow. Uh-oh. Atland, are you ready to rock? Get ready to have your face melted off just like you stepped into a gelatinous cube. Gather at Amerson's shelter for one night and one night only as Grand's Brand presents the Bagman. Witness the screaming, sultry sounds of Brandon Banshee Bannon, the mind-playing fingers of Danny the Doppelganger Dallas, the brain-blasting beats of Brett the Beholder Bateman, and the gnashing bass lines of Mike the Mimic Mance. All refreshments will be provided by the proprietress, and no outside food or drink is permitted. Entrance fee is a donation of food or basic comfort items to assist with the Dragon Attack refugee relocation effort. So join us for an evening unlike any other where the mosh pit is a must, but please, just this once, just 
leave dragons and the kids at home. <laughs> well done, Larissa. Thanks. Was, I loved it. That was lovely. Sorry. Oh, it says kiddos. Sorry. That's a kid. All right. My bad. Hey. I've deviated right. from the writer's vision and I've failed us all. I'm sorry. I like that. Well, welcome back. I'm glad you all had a great how's break. My, uh, um, how's my like radio rock voice? Rock and rock voice. I don't know that if was I... good. Your mic went a little bit quieter suddenly with that. Yeah. It, I don't know what that is. It tries is, to but... like filter me when I'm yelling, I think. like You like get loud, loud enough that it's like, yeah. oh, no, we're not going to let you do this. Mm -hmm. uh, I probably well. should have turned off the auto filtering for that. My bad. All right. Well, it sounded good. Hopefully the dogs had a good walk and... Other than that, unless anybody has anything that they need to say or do or think about, we can get right back into this hot mess. Nope. I just keep thinking about um, The Prince is Giving a Ball, the song from Rodgers and Hammerstein, Cinderella. <laughs> nice. That's all I got. Well, I would love for you to establish if there's anything you're seeking to do personally or as a group during this ball. Are there any objectives you have? Discovering something, finding out a resource getting connected for something making everyone look at me <laughs> you just want all the eyes on I want all the eyes on me and also um depending on who's there maybe make some make connections some. of some sort oh. i don't know like what type of connections are you looking for well i assume there aren't going to be any other godly people i don't know how to phrase it gods or goddesses it'll just be like towns people you don't know that okay let so me, if let it's me, town if let it's me call town a will people, champion you don't know that yeah yeah <laughs> uh if it's townsy people i want to find people to follow me because i'm gorgeous okay. i will follow you and if it's godly people i just want to make those kinds of connections and maybe like Just talk to them, see what I can learn, you know, try to figure out what the heck I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh my god, did I didn't I see you at the 5032 God Con? <laughs> and maybe have a dance with Asher, possibly, maybe. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Ten tonight shared what she's up to. Trixie, what are you Next up day. to? Um I will be uh Alternating between being a wallflower and observing in terms of security and patrolling around the ballroom. <laughs> okay. So, so you're focusing on... Are you patrolling in heels? Safety. I don't know if I'm wearing heels. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll share in a moment. Is, is Trixie wearing heels? We'll share in a moment. We'll find out. <laughs> Asher, what are you up to? Any goals? Any specific things you need? I'm smoking out back with the cool kids outside the dance. No, um, I, uh, Asher is gonna, she was there, just play it by ear. That's the Asher way. Okay. Wing this. And is there any group goal, things you're trying to get to happen? I don't think we met as a group to establish a group goal, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, so goalless, but present, the ornaments of the ball. If anybody says, I have a gun that can kill a dragon in one shot, I would, I would be interested in that. Okay. Throw it out there. Okay. So draconic references and, and just <laughs> keeping your ear open for things that might be. No, I, yeah, I think like general like 
opportunities to advance the alliance or maybe like loots and liars or even maybe tanzanite's religion or trixie's potion business or like any like anything that would benefit the group or the alliance i think i would be have an ear open for okay i love how y'all are kind of serious and tanzanite's just like a party a we're serious so you don't have to be (laughs) (laughs) you take the notes that's why your character doesn't have to be serious because you take the notes in real life you also Asher super serious as a character I'm just saying yeah very focused and all business uh huh so the ball takes place in an opulent space that is situated right on the edge of the forested side of Overton it's almost a castle and it's a sight to behold. It's fairly new construction, uh, designed to be a bastion of protection in case of another incursion. Uh, but it's a strange conglomeration of defensive and stylistic components. Tall turrets with sweeping arches are all made of a shimmering white stone that may have imbued magical properties. As you and other guests approach this semi-castle, you're greeted by a procession of the military members of multiple coordinating groups. They all are dressed in armor that appears to shine iridescently when you realize that it's made up of the scale of multiple dragons. And each group as they approach, or each dignitary, including yourselves, are escorted by a pair of these knights to the grand entrance inside it's equally as magnificent the ceiling is adorned with glittering chandeliers and each one casts a soft glow across the room the walls are draped in rich fabrics of deep reds and golds a large window on one side offers a stunning view of the surrounding forest The dance floor is spacious and made of polished marble with intricate designs etched into its surface. In the center of the room stands a grand stage where members of Lutes and Lyres play enchanting melodies on their instruments. The guests, other than yourselves, are dressed in their finest attire of various natures and sorts, some in things that you might expect from a modern day space of tuxedos and tails and women wearing flowing ball grounds. But there are other things beyond that that create a riot of color that is almost a rainbow throughout the space. Many even wear masks and such of intricate design, which adds an air of mystery and intrigue to the event. Food and drink appear to be plentiful. There are tables lined with exotic fruits and meats and cheeses, as well as fine wines and other beverages that may have passed through the Amundsen shelter. Servers are dressed in elaborate costumes circulating throughout the room, offering guests a choice of delicacies. Now, as the night will wear on, the ballroom will probably fill with laughter, conversation, and music. Already, some early guests eager to be on the floor and lose sight, potentially, for the moment, of the dangers without around the world have lost themselves in the magic of that moment, and others retired to quieter corners of the room for more intimate conversations. It is opulent, beautiful, and enchanted in all the ways that enchantment can occur. Designed to transport you to a world of pure imagination and wonder. 
as the three of you approach, don't do it, Jason. An individual shouts out, as they have been doing for a while, to announce you to the gathered folk. Introducing the three most renowned and illustrious adventurers of our time who have graced us with their presence tonight at this enchanting ball. Behold the mesmerizing Tanzanite, presumptuous goddess de death. And you see Tanzanite at that mention, several godly aspirant figures turn to look whose beauty is as dark and as enchanting as the shadows she commands. Her noble birth and rebellious spirit have captivated many as she bonds with the Coleman folk over the noble mission of extinguishing fires that threaten their homes. Let us all be in awe of her magnificence. Next, we have the magical poet Asher, whose hauntingly beautiful haikus have left many spellbound. His association with the mystical leaders of our realm has granted him unparalleled access to the secrets of the universe, which he weaves into his verses. As well, beware, beneath his charming exterior lies the master of secrets who can set homes ablaze with a flick of his pen. <laughs> We have a pirate queen and a and a pyro. Oh, just you wait. And last, for you. Just you but wait. not least, we have the formidable Trixie, formerly pirate queen, now whose impressive air feats transcend that as an airship captain and a battle monk. She has earned respect and admiration of many. Her stranglehold on the magical potion industry has made her a force to be reckoned with, while her mastery of the humble shovel has saved many lives on the battlefield. <laughs> Let us all bow down to her glory. And as they say, bow down to her glory, you see, Trixie, several of the most overdressed individuals who you also know are business interests and pursuits they literally bow to you oh and, and next to you you hear asher go it would make sense in her outfit though now tanzanite yeah describe the <gasps> if she was of skin toned individual red-faced i'm certain <laughs> But she has fur to hide it. Trixie. Time okay. tonight. Tell us who you two are wearing. Let me pull up my my inspiration photos. Okay. <laughs> so Tanzanite. Tanzanite. Trixie's outfit is a what appears to be a uh made of the finest like silks and uh, like highest quality materials and basically what she is wearing is a glorious pantsuit with a cape so she has uh, knee high boots with just the hint of a heel so that way she has a little bit of height to her, but it's not going to make her uncomfortable to walk. And then the tops of them are trimmed in like a gold leafy kind of embroiderment around the tops. 
and she has what looks like a high-waisted tan pant leg that, you know, looks like a pant leg, but is still of, like, the best quality material into a halter top, really dark brown uh, top with those gold embellishments with a sheer long sleeve, kind of poofy sleeve that comes to the wrist and uh, her she has this like collared necklace that is embroidered as well that comes out onto a cape that her arms are in and the embroidery on this cape is very much like reminiscent of if you were to look at it you would think you were looking at an actual forest not like a cape um, and what other people may not know, but Trixie now knows after her fitting, is all of this is quick rigged so that she's able to do a flash of a costume change and have that base outfit on and still be able to kick ass. Nice. So no heels. A slight heel. Slight heel. <laughs> Tanzanite. Describe your outfit. Okay. My outfit. <laughs> So let me pull up my my like image. My where are you? Your damn thing. Where'd you go? <clears throat> ah, there it is. Okay. So I am wearing a high collared, long sleeve, big flowy gown. That's the darkest black that you could possibly imagine. Yet intertwined throughout and like hugging all the right places that you would want and like pointed cut, like pointed shoulders uh, is a gold trimmed kind of like, it looks like a, like armor, but it's flexible and bendable and really chic. And then like the under layer of that kind of ribbing is what looks like Tanzanite stones all over. And peeking through all that blackness is what looks like tanzanite. And I have this opulent headpiece on. Think very much uh, Queen of the Damned, Akasha headpiece. Mm -hmm. Nice. So it's just like, and it's That's just like terrifying. tanzanite pieces, like jutting back with like a gemstone coming to my forehead. And then her hair is like up and like in that crown. And then, like, uh, all around her are her shadows. Asher. Jeans and a t-shirt. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, so Asher's what like... What have you uh, wished your clothes into in this moment? <laughs> Asher um, uh, is wearing essentially, like, black, like... Uh, I guess I just like black dress pants, but then like a black vest. And then like the overcoat is like a tuxedo coat, but it's like where the cut is. And then there's like tails, but they go like all the way down, almost like a trench coat, like to his heels. And also like black, like shiny boots. Um, actually, I'm going to say the boots come over the pants. Let's be cool about it. Let's be fantasy about it. The boots come up to the knees, like laced up to the knees and then like shiny on the toes. And then um, the coat has like gold like embroidered like lace kind of on the lapels and then down 
to like the where the tuxedo part cuts away and then he's also wearing um instead of a tie he's wearing a blue tanzanite gemstone right here because he paid people to spy on tanzanite and find out what she was wearing (laughs) (laughs) and then also like his hair is like you know it's like longish but usually just bowler hat just over the top but um it's like no hat like slick back kind of fashionably messy yeah, he he cleaned up nice. Yeah, <laughs> so you're on mute. <laughs> you you know where where it hates it when you mute your happy sounds. Yeah, I'm it sorry. Sucks. It I ruins can... it because that's like what we need in the in the podcast. I know, we but you can hear it peripherally. <laughs> Some of it. It's really hard to hear the rest of it. But the three of you arrive. It is a space filled with almost everyone you have met so far. Tanzanite, you notice that there are several god aspirants missing, very clearly missing. Um, And I think that is something that is curious to you. But otherwise, Asher, you have seeded this place successfully with several members of Lutes and Liars. They are some you don't even know. Fawn is not in evidence whatsoever, um, but that doesn't mean she's not here. I will say I invited Tilly and paid for whatever she needed to be here and get ready. Um, great. Yeah. She, and and maybe she even was escorting the three of you until the um, knights took over that duty. But you are all there. That's Trixie, you see me. several high-ranking members of various military components across Atland, as well as all of the various diplomats. Um, the, the one group that is new to all of you is there is an entourage of folk who have a very different style of dress than um, any others that you've seen. Um, they wear flowing silks uh, and the gear that one would expect covering their bodies entirely but it's so translucent you can see their bodies beneath it um clearly more of a protection from sun and light enough to um not encumber them and they are in various states of huddling together for warmth in an environment that's not their own native space but also trying to wear their finery that is of their representation and locality so that that is the one group that is different they're all they all appear to be um fairly well put together and you can take as much to mean that this is the group that uh was recruited that was outside of kind of the groups that you've recruited the ones that are from the desert to the north of canyonville across the the water but yeah, you're in this space, and the ball is yours. Many seek your attention, but it's also a space of diplomatic complexity, and they wait for you to make the first moves. I'm going to be like... To the dance floor! I'm going to be like, you both look really nice. Thank you! As I continue to walk to the dance floor. <laughs> I look at Ash and I go... Yep. Thanks. Okay. I, pay I clash. 
with YouTube, but that's okay. There you go. Blue and green go together. I'm not. I don't have any green. Oh, I thought she said. Oh um, yeah, sorry, I didn't add that. It's it's all like green and gold, but the trousers are like the brown to like bring oh, okay. it all to foresty. Oh, okay. okay. Got it. Got it. So we we matching gold. We'll have gold. So Tanzania gonna... has marched off to the dance floor. And I want to find someone of just absolute importance. Male, female, whatever. Just like someone who is that is very important but that I could also get information out of. For my own benefit, if that makes sense. Well, there's one face that's fairly familiar from your adventures earlier on. Zuchi is there. Um, as a representative of the Elven contingent. I was wondering if he was going to show up. <laughs> so mm. that is an individual who stands out, not just because... You know them, but they are very clearly crowned. <sighs> Would they be considered like the most important person, like at the ball? Um, or one of? Roll an insight check. You know who you could have asked this question to? The person who reviewed the guest list. Um, yeah, that would have been smart. That, that was too far thoughtful. Too <laughs> too far. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm doing. Insight. What am I doing? Insight. Insight. Ooh, plus nine? Ooh. 25. Whether you remember it or not, you did listen, even as you were so excited just about the opportunity to dress up. You listened. You know that everyone here is here for the same goal. They want to solidify this alliance. They want to make sure that it's put together in such a way that they can successfully um, end the draconic threat and the various other threats that have started to emerge. You are also keenly aware that anyone you show favoritism to will deeply impact these alliances because the most important people here are the three of you. <laughs> no pressure. Okay, well then... In that case, totally switching it up. Who would be considered the least important person, but who we like the best there? Of the folk you know, the group that comes across as being the least... <clears throat> Impressive? Yes, that's a great description. Is the Dwarven Contingent. The undead folk, the, the leech, and several folk that are with him 
comes second, um, but their mere presence creates such a, a a bubble around them. No one comes close to them, and they seem to have zero interest in the dance floor or other locations. Um, but they 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 seem to be the ones least likely to be interacting successfully or having the hardest struggle in that space. Okay, I already know what I'm going to do then okay. without going further. I would like to go up to who is first off, I would like to mm, mm, mm. Okay, go with my gut instinct. Okay. I would like to go up to whoever is like the leader of the undead. You know this to be the leader. Yeah, perfect. That's who I thought, but I want to make sure. And I want to walk up and say, good evening. Would you mind accompanying me to this next dance? It would mean a lot to me. You watch a ancient knowing glint in the pale flesh and eyes of this individual. A smile slowly creeps across their face. And a skeletal hand reaches forward as they stand. And they say, if you would, my lady. And their cold, clammy, bony hand in yours. They seek to escort you to the dance floor. And we dance! So, Asher, Trixie, you watch Tans Night dance with the undead. And... Is, Is Jill here? Yes. From the Jill? The I'm going to go find Jill. Blacksmith. Ah! Yeah, Jill is one of the members of that contingent, um, as is the uh, person who was the general of the first assault down below after your recall. The one I offended? Mm-hmm. No worries. Uh, so, yeah, <clears throat> you can approach Jill pretty easily. Um, Tanzanite, in your wake, after you, you make that space with that group, you see very hesitantly um, members of the Overton community go forward and try to speak with the remaining members of the very small undead contingent that is there. Um, okay, so she's got the undead and Trixie's got the dwarves, so I'm going to go talk to the new kids, the silk. Uh, Trixie, what do you say? Oh, and Tanzanite, I need you just to roll a charisma saving throw. Okay. Um, so Asher and Trixie are kind of going off charisma. to these other two groups of the low status. How folk. the heck do I have a plus five to charisma? Been hanging out with a bard for too long. That's weird. Okay. Uh, so. Sure, you 16. have the right character open. <laughs> I do. I just. <laughs> I feel like something's not right only, here. Trixie just flipped off Asher <laughs> very skillfully. Because I'm looking at this in my constitution. You know what? After this, we going to talk about this. This doesn't look right. But for now, so you you rolled your charisma saving throw, which yeah. you have um, you have a, a proficiency in as a cleric. 
And so you get to put your proficiency bonus into it. You may have zero for charisma, but you get to put your proficiency bonus into it. So that's why you have. A you're very proficient at having no charisma. That's as long as it. doing a save, you're very excellent at that. Space. So 16. So with a 16, you can um, definitely sense that the room's attention is on you and you are breaking some of the ice. Uh, you may, especially amongst those who are not already aligned with what you do and are, you may sense some loss of support or faith, um, especially amongst the religiously oriented folk, um, the uh, godly folk who are not in your particular domain, you definitely sense a little bit of upset. But the, the biggest piece of upset that you probably sense during this point comes from your fellow gods of the dead. Go ahead and roll an insight check mm -hmm. on those if you would like to. Uh, yeah, to. I have a no. feeling I already know why, but I'm going to do it anyways. Ooh, got 17. I think my insight's zero. Oh, no. It's no, it's not. <laughs> 26. You have triumphed over your competitors. Oh, they you are this. dancing with an undead. And while you may not believe in the undead space as a place for that, the other gods of death don't have your particular qualms and morals. You are the shepherd of souls, <clears throat> but they have different interpretations on what death may be or should be. And you have stolen their moment from them. Uh, Trixie, you have approached Jill. I Yeah, it would be one of those where like I would... Not that I'm great at sneaking, but like I would try to kind of like weave and then behind her and do like a roll a stealth check. <laughs> I'm gonna be impressed yeah. if you can stealth up to somebody when everyone's watching your movements at this place. Ooh, 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 <laughs> maybe 24. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I rolled a 19 there is and I have a consternation when Trixie seems to disappear. Several folk who were tasked specifically with making sure Trixie didn't run away <laughs> immediately <laughs> depart the space to go hunting for her. Oh, gosh. Suckers! <laughs> screeches when you tap her back. <laughs> whoa, whoa! It's just me. Oh, my God. Hi. How did you? And she's looking around and at her screech has drawn attention. And you see several people who looked alarmed. Relax. She's fine. She's, she's, she's fine. I just yeah. I, I, I just gave her I, I, I gave her a fright. Like 30 feet away. Asher was like. <sighs> and then just puts his hand down and keeps walking away. It, there, there's a combination, Trixie, of uh, folk who who definitely were alarmed by the screech. Um, but Trixie, would you roll an insight check as well? 
<laughs> Not even with my plus nine bonus. That's an 11. You are surprised by how many people look like they were about to do something and look relieved when they realize and you calm them down. It, how is half the ball looking at you as you suddenly surprise this individual? Like, it's impressive that that little screech, it wasn't that loud of a screech, but people who shouldn't have by any rights been able to hear are looking at this with relief. Uh, okay, so, yeah, you've gotten Jill's attention, surprised her. Hi. Hi. Uh, do you, uh, and Jill looks like she's at a loss for words. Words not her forte. Uh, the, the shovel is amazing. Thank you. Oh, oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. It, it, it was quite, I, we, you know, we found so many new ways to use that tool, and, and I'm, I'm going to be replicating it. And, um, uh, oh, 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 and as she's like kind of stumbling over her words and, and sharing and getting excited and you can see like she wants to just like chat with you, but the context you're both in has thrown her for such a loop that when she gets a <clears throat> from behind her and it's the, the, uh, leader of the delegation who you had met before and offended a little bit, very graciously reaches out her, oh, it's so wonderful to see you, Trixie. And this is the general? Yeah. I'm going to, uh bow super low and say uh, you as well. Um, Are I'm... you being genuine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, 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 and... it's, it's not, it's like, it's, it's like, a, it's a, I'm doing it out of respect and like, uh, and, and, and apologetic. Okay. Go ahead and roll a charisma check. Wait. It's not a super high DC for this. It's just a charisma check. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. All right. No worries. It's just pure charisma. Uh, you know, you're, you're very good at that. Really good. So good and bad. It's a nat one. It's the heels. Do I, can I fall forward? Because as you bow. Off balance. You haven't, you, you don't wear a heel. And this light heel is not too terrible. But as you move from bow to forward tumble. Go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. By the way, you want to I'm like, what's this? his name in the birdcage when he puts shoes on? FYI, I know that you're very proficient in this, but you want to roll low on it. Hmm. Uh, and a dex saving throw? I, I mean, I can't really ro roll low on it. Uh, it's a 21. <laughs> yeah. You recover yourself and somehow land in the arms of the general. Hi. I I I don't normally wear these shoes. I don't no normally wear shoes at all. Kind of like sandals if anything. Um 
Sorry. And uh, as somebody in, in chat just said, um, you realize that as you say that, that a lot of your quick removal components have been removed. <laughs> your finery turned to more militaristic gear in just a moment. Is she like supporting my weight, or is it more like she's full? I on caught myself in her. She she was just holding on her hand to greet you, mm. and now she's baby carrying you. I just kind of hold up both my arms and go. Ta da! Uh, roll a charisma check. Just uh, uh, per, uh, uh, performance. Performance check. Yeah. Sorry. That is a 21. <laughs> there is applause. The uh, band had just taken a break as this all transpired, and there was silence for a moment as there was a transition and new, new musicians were taking places. And there is a huge round of applause, and you successfully save this situation. So now we have a diplomatic uh, positive connection with the undead contingent. We have a diplomatic positive connection with the Mary Bells, Mary Beards, the Bells. <laughs> and so you've saved those two components. Asher. Yo. How are you approaching this new group that you have yet to meet? By casting fireball. No, just kidding. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I walk up. I mean, up. you can. Nah, I'll not. I'll not fry our new allies today. Um, I mean, they did seem cold. So, no, I'll uh, I'll walk over there and. Um, That's what the braziers are for. Did you say there was braziers around? I, I missed that because I was actually. No, gonna, I'm just assuming there are. No, because I was actually going to have one moved closer to them, like stop like a waiter <laughs> because they all look really cold. Like stop a server or a, somebody. Easily and, enough, or, hey, done, especially you since like... you've seated most of the hall with your own people. Um, <clears throat> It's honestly between Trixie and you, any non-dignitary individual that's here with your influence and such is one of your two peoples. So they're either losing liars or they are members of a protective service of some sort. Weird. And then so um, as you direct, you've directed these braziers to be brought closer I can't hear the difference between the two words, so you just stop laughing. <laughs> okay, so as they bring the braziers over, um, I'm going to uh, walk up to who is, does one of them seem to be in charge, or um, roll a uh, roll an insight check, I think. Sixteen. It's a struggle. There is a trio that seems to be at the center of all things. Like all communication passes through the trio, but you can't tell if one of them is in charge or if all three are in charge. Okay. I will walk up and I will say, Hello, I'm Asher. Thank you for coming. The three bow back to you, but you can tell that they're not used to bowing. 
and it's done ungracefully. I'm going to say, put up my hands and say, you know what? I'm also not much of a person for formalities. So let's just dispense with that. It's nice to meet you. I'll hold out my hand. You hold out your hand, and I just want you to roll a dexterity saving throw just so I can know how quickly you react to this, and you can tell me based on that number. Saving throw? Um, yep. 22. 22. So you can react however you would like to, but all three immediately go in for a group hug. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. I'll pull my hand up and be like, hey, let's do this. So yeah, you're you're embraced by three individuals, and <clears throat> they they definitely are like they're they're huggers they're real huggers they're not the like lean-in huggers they're like full body contact huggers so it's like meeting larissa for the first time got it probably i have i have no idea the first time i met larissa she was across the table so she couldn't touch me (laughs) (laughs) um yes larissa give you a big hug when you left first time Mm -hmm. you met no like we total (laughs) i mean we were all kind of like all wrapped up in our own world because the 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 city was shutting down. So yeah, yeah. pandemic emergency. Blah, I mean, blah, like blah. it was probably the most un Larissa <laughs> introduction probably she's ever had because we were all sitting there going like, we may not see each other ever again. Yeah. Oh, I was also. You know, Larissa was there before me, already sitting down. So I just like scooted in. Everybody because was you there know before me because I ran late. <laughs> Getting from New Jersey to New York City. I think the only other person who was there before me was Jeremy. Oh, God. Lint. I can't remember. Yeah. Was he also Michael? Yes. What was his name? It was also a Michael. So it was Michael and Mike. Yeah, like making Sorry. up new names for him. Sidebar. Uh, Jeremy Lint. Our, our uh, early. Shout out on our live stream. Hi, person. Yeah. Our, <laughs> no. our prequel days. <laughs> no. When, yeah. Yeah. But when we first met Will and each other and stuff. So you. <laughs> all see um and i think tanzanite and trixie because it draws attention you do see this group embrace occurring and asher you're in the midst of this embrace do you say or do anything or i'm just gonna like wait till they let go i guess i don't want to like offend them by uh oh sorry twitch uh, my internet just glitched um yeah, I'm just going to like wait until they seem to back off. I don't want to like offend them and be like pulling out of it unless it's yeah. like a really long time. Um, so, yeah, it actually is a really long hug. Um, and it's n- not until you hear a whisper in your ear from one of them and says, uh, I don't know the traditions. Me either. But, uh, Maybe we should just stop now. On three. <laughs> three. Two. Three. Do you let All go right. on three or after three? Uh, on three. On three. You you start to let go, and immediately when you start to let go, you realize they were going to do after three, <laughs> and all three of them let go of you at the same time together. That's me and Larissa and, trying to play rock, scissors, papers. <laughs> and it's almost like you, you've been rock, released from a... From a scissors, so. paper. Sorry. Parchment, boulder, bananas. Rock, you all... Scissors? You all uh, separate and... There's a lot of eyes on this display of affection in certain cultures, but in this culture, you can see that they are all beaming at you. What you've done has solidified something in their minds with regard to you, and um, they seem eager to listen to you. 
do you say or ask or share anything? Um, I'll just be like, so I understand Grand's brand um, brought you into the Alliance? Yes, uh, uh, Grand himself came and we embraced as you did and it was... I imagine he enjoyed that. He's he's a, also a hugger. We enjoy Grand's brand. We hope to... And they kind of look at each other. Ask him to relocate to our places. I see. He well, would be a wonderful addition to our community. Interesting. Um, but we are here to resolve the draconic issues. Yeah. So, um, so what, what sorts of uh, dragon issues are you having up there? Well, Grand invited us because we seem to have success in not running off as others have. You don't uh, say. But uh, our issue is we keep dying. Uh, for when one embraces dread, one also encounters the flames of dread. Yeah, I understand that. We've uh, seen a lot of people die at the hands of dragons. We've come close to it ourselves. Uh, we've even been, at least I have been struck by that that fear that they instill in us from time to time. Uh, sometimes I can shake it out, sometimes I can't. Um, yeah, it's how, how do you manage to avoid that or to withstand it? Well, we did not suspect at first until um, a demonstration was made on accident, you'll understand. But it appears that, and they pull from all three of them at the same time, it's a little close to creepy, but not quite creepy, how they kind of move in unison, and then they pull a, a leather strap from around their neck, and you can see a little... Um, what, if you're... If your people knew of them, was corn husk shaped into the form of a doll. Oh. These seem to protect us from that. Uh-oh. Hmm. And then they all three at the same time tuck them in. If this would be of something you would be interested in, we could share our idol's creation. Yeah, that would that would be amazing. I would that would be a huge advantage for us. Um, Overton here has lost uh, many of our our guards and uh, Canyonville as well uh, in dragon attacks just because they couldn't fight because they were so afraid. So if you have something to help us stop that, that would be amazing. As long as one is willing to offer up a prayer to the protector, then this seems to be successful. Who's the, who's the protector? All three of them look at each other and then they very cautiously, and you can see it's covert, but you follow their eyes, especially since you're so close, and they're looking at an individual that's off in another space um, speaking with a woman who, I think the last time you may have seen this woman, she was crouched over a cauldron. Which one? So not the proprietor, not... Uh... The pumpkin house, but the other one? Yes, the other one. Uh, the one that Tanzanite usually speaks to, but you've seen 
like a year or so ago. Oh wait, a little is more it, than a year. Wait, is Tanzanite's crone the third witch? Nope. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, did I miss that somewhere? Nope. Okay, Tanzanite's crone is not the third witch. Okay. Um. So she's she's speaking to the protector, or she is the protector? Uh, they they definitely like as you you're trying to figure out where their gaze is going. They're not looking at the crone. They're looking at the individual speaking to them, and you can make out uh, a masked individual standing fairly tall, wearing very similar garb to what they're wearing, but um, a little bit more appropriately matched for the climate. Okay, I'm just going to ask like which. Which one is the protector? Uh, they are unnamed as yet because apparently Ascension requires all names be lost, and so they've given up their name. Hmm. Interesting. We are aware, and like they kind of keep clipping each other's sentences and trading, that your companion maybe one of these but has yet to give up their name yeah i guess uh i don't think anybody's told her she has to do that but i don't, I don't think they require it until the ascension is complete and we're uncertain if it's consensual or a matter of nature and as one, they say nature, like you can tell that they're like struggling to find the vocabulary for a word that is not nature. So this is like not their language? Like the yeah, common language? It becomes increasingly apparent as they struggle to, like they seemed very fluent at first, but the longer you converse with them, the more you can tell that this is not their native language. Okay, I'm going to cast... Uh, tongues. First on. spell of the ball. Going to cast tongues on myself. And just because we're already over time, I'm not going to do the haikus right now. But um, also... Oh, I like the haiku. <laughs> I, uh, maybe I have one written. Hang on. Uh, no, the only one I have is about robots. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as you're okay, I'll say, I, I see your struggle to honor our language. Maybe this will help. There, you're casting it on yourself, <laughs> yes. And then so I'm also going to cast comprehend languages on myself, just and then I'll say, like, speak in or comprehend languages. What does that even do? I've never used it. The literal meaning of any spoken language that you hear. Okay, what's the difference between tongues and comprehend languages? Uh, oh, this is covering languages for written. Uh, it also has written. I see. Okay. Well, right now I'll just do tongues in. Okay. And I'll say, um, I can understand any language for the next hour. So feel free to speak in your own tongue. Don't. As you do that, they clarify their explanation and you realize that it, that their word for nature is the, is the concept of the shift from mortal to immortal. 
Okay. So they they seem to have a deeper understanding of the complexities of the trajectory from this current pre immortal power to um, embracing and having their individual like the process of ascension. Yeah. Maybe? yeah or... They definitely seem to have, even if it's just theoretical, a lot more information on that. And they kind of like share that with you. They actually kind of share with you the process that occurs and either if it was from their, their protector or from texts that they have access to. Um, and you get the sense based on the language that you start speaking that it's truly because they know about this because the language that they're speaking is not a terrestrial language. It's something different. It, it seems to have been infused in them. And even as you begin speaking with them and you listen to it, you realize this is like a very primordial language. In fact, it is primordial. <laughs> and the way that they speak is like the beginnings and ends of everything. And with that, as you're all having these conversations and doing this, you're going to have a little bit of continuation in our next episode about the ball, shutting that down and seeing what happens. But you have definitely solidified uh, three alliances and through those three alliances, taking up the, 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 the most tenuous of those three alliances to a higher level, you've successfully established diplomatic ties across Atland with all those present. All I had to do is hug a stranger. Or hug strangers. Nobody quite failed. So, you know, there was a, like almost a chance that Trixie might have uh, <laughs> forever offended the, the Dwarven group, but all the skill checks worked out in the end and you have solidified those alliances. So, thank you all for joining us. <laughs> You're on mute. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> It's better than the, the, the barking was, was bad. Yeah, that was... It, so hope you all have a wonderful week and we will see you next week on probability of demise. Thank you. And bye. like subscribe, press the button. So, okay. Get our merch. That too. Yeah. All right. Okay. Bye. bye. bye.